I guess the secondary question is, should you get a cheesesteak with cheese whiz? No. <laughs> no, you should not. I would say if you want to get the full experience, <laughs> yes. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 391. When it comes to hospitals and medicine, Philly really is a city of firsts. Having the first hospital in the U.S., the first children's hospital, the first cancer center, and the first medical school. Do you know what historical figure is responsible for the first hospital? Take a guess and I'll let you know at the end of the show. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who didn't get to eat a cheesesteak for breakfast, even though she said she wanted to. Instead, I forced her to sit down and start podcasting, so all she ate was a banana? <laughs> that Sorry. is correct. That pales in comparison to a good cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. My wife, my constant travel companion. Heather. Yeah, I you know, I never used to be a big cheesesteak lover, but when you get pregnant, your tastes change. And so I've been pregnant twice now, and each time I kind of craved more beef. I'm not usually a <laughs> real lover of beef, but now I like cheesesteaks. And so when we were putting together the show notes for this podcast and we were talking about the best cheesesteak, maybe it's just because I was really hungry, but then I wanted to eat a cheesesteak. It's like some people have a sweet tooth. You just got a red meat tooth with having kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a hey, little weird. Because you used hey. to only like chicken cheesesteaks, which, yeah, which I are still, still very good. Still very good. But now you, know, you also eat a regular cheesesteak. We're cheese talking steak. about the OG here. So we are talking cheesesteaks today because this is part two of our Philly Destination Diary. As you guys probably know, if you listen to the show, we live in Philadelphia. And so instead of putting it all into one episode, we decided to break it out. So let us know if you like this new version where we have five parts instead of just one. Let us know how you like it because that'll help us determine how to do these in the future based on your feedback. So we have already put out part one. That is Philly neighborhoods and kind of where to stay. Part two, you'll listen to that, best places to eat. Part three is going to be best breakfast, brunch, and coffee spots which we know is also eating, but we thought deserved its own love. Yes. Especially the coffee part. Part four is the best places to drink, and we're talking about that. We're talking about alcoholic drinks, so we're going to talk cocktails, plenty of beer, stuff like that. And part five is then the best activities in Philly. So if you have any room in your Philly itinerary after all the eating, drinking, brunch, coffee, then maybe you could actually get out and do a real activity. So that's going to be part five. Have let's just dive right into it. We are talking eating. And the very first question that's probably on everyone's mind and that we should get out of the way right away is the cheesesteak question. Yes. I mean, Philly is obviously known for the Philly cheesesteak. And there are a lot of options. Now, a, a lot of options. Everybody asks, which is better? Pats versus Geno's. Now, these are the original cheesesteak stands. I mean, because they're not even restaurants. You can't even sit 
inside. They only have some tables outside to stand up. You 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 walk up and, and order at the, at the counter. And they're right across from each other. They're across and from each other. Pat's claims to make the first cheesesteak. Like Gino's doesn't claim to do it. Pat's claims rights to making the cheesesteak the first time. But Gino's obviously just says it's better. They're right next to each other. Yeah. It, it's it's an experience. It but is an experience. It's kind of like the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. They're not very nice there. You have to order like very quickly and to the point and don't deliberate when you're up there at the counter and you need to say either with cheese or without, well, which is whiz. Okay. People, you explain we'll, we'll it. We'll tell Trev. you how to order, if, especially if you go to Pat's and Gino's. That's the thing. Like if you're somewhere else that's not as busy, then ordering it the right way isn't as big a deal. But basically there's there's some options. There's two options. You know, you get, you're getting your... Or whiz out. No, not exactly. Okay. No? It, not exactly. All right. There's two <laughs> options when you're getting your cheesesteak. One is what type of cheese you're going to have. Okay, that's where the whiz comes in. Cheese right. whiz is like that not yellow nacho cheese. Yeah, okay. gross. So it's if gross. you want whiz, you say whiz. Okay. And if you want something else, you have to say that. So you could say American. Uh, I think some of them have provolone, maybe cheddar. It, it just depends, right? So you'd say the whole thing is it, most people say you should get a, a ch- with cheese whiz, right? So if you're saying whiz, so you, so you pick your cheese first. Okay, so if I'm going to pick my cheese, I'm going to have whiz. I say whiz, and then the second thing you have to say is with or without. That's with or without fried onions. Sorry, So if you want a cheese whiz with onions, it's whiz wit or with, but you you shorten it to wit. So it's whiz with. If you want a whiz without onions, you say whiz without. If you want something else, you could say like American with. Or American without. So just it's remember, say your cheese, then you say you want it with onions or without. Um, should you get a, I guess the secondary question is, should you get a cheesesteak with cheese whiz? No. <laughs> no, you should not. I would say if you want to get the full experience, <laughs> yes. But I, it's not my favorite type of cheesesteak. And that being said, Pat's and Gino's are not our favorite cheesesteaks no, at all. No, they're not. They're, so people are like, which one? So we usually say neither because, I mean, if you want the experience and you want to see them and take the picture or whatever, sure, go there. But don't let that be your only cheesesteak no, in Philadelphia. That, that's a good way to put it. That would be a travesty if it's your be- if it's your only cheesesteak because you would be, you might think it's pretty good, but you would be mistaken. It's compare on the cheesesteak scale. It's not very good. I would say if you have multiple cheesesteaks in you, <laughs> go there for the experience and then go somewhere else. If you have multiple cheesesteaks in you. Yeah, if you have multiple cheesesteaks in you, you're staying for multiple days. So Pat's or Gino's, our answer to that is exactly what we just said. Don't make your only cheesesteak. You can also do this. Trav and I like to do this. We call it the bang bang where you eat two meals, you know, in this for the same meal option. What we usually do is share, though. We don't usually have that many. So if you're going with another person and you want to try multiple cheesesteaks, you could get one, share, and then go to a better spot and get one in share. And that's what I recommend. Even if you're at Pat's and Gino's, you have another person there. Get one at Pat's, share it, get one at Gino's, share it, determine which one you like more, right? Um, definitely, definitely helps. That being said, definitely not the best cheesesteaks in Def- Philly. Definitely not, not. I mean, not even close you keep they're, saying definitely well they're just i can't trust <laughs> definitively enough definitively not definitely the best. not the best cheesesteak in my mind in philly there's two they're the issue with these two is neither is very easy to get to one is easier my favorite cheesesteak 
Uh, they're one A and one B. I'll tell you. <laughs> you are getting so intense. I, about I'm getting the very intense. Steak. Well, I mean, it's and a Philly he's podcast. He's almost standing up. I'm this almost is standing how up. Intense it's a Philly podcast. John's roast pork. Okay, has won a James Beard Award. All right, which has be, it really? Yes. Uh, John's roast pork is a small little shack. It's very glamorous. <laughs> it's a shack in a parking lot off of a Lowe's in South <laughs> Philly. So that tells you everything you need to know about why it would be good because it's still there. And um, this place, definitely easier to get to. I say definitely again. It's easier to get to than Del Sandro's, which is my other favorite because Del Sandro's is, it's in Philly, but it's almost in the suburbs. Jondro's Pork is down in South Philly. You could easily drive there. You can take a train down there. You could definitely take an Uber. It's called Jondro's Pork because I've actually never had their roast pork sandwich. I only get a cheesesteak there. Their roast pork is supposed to be even better, So, but their cheesesteak is insanely good. Maybe people don't know this, but apparently Philly is also known for roast pork because there are Big time. Mo- multiple roast pork shops. Yeah, I would say roast pork is almost as ubiquitous as a cheesesteak. It's just not nearly as famous, but... Um, and I, again, I don't really like the roast pork sandwiches at all, but maybe if I get pregnant again, I'll start craving those. Who knows? Right. But. You, you have your red meat <laughs> tooth. Now you've got your pork tooth. I don't know. Um, but John's roast pork people is- People love them. Yeah. And John's roast pork, you would do, I would go, I should go back with you and we should do a bang bang cheesesteak and roast pork sandwich, sure. which we like more. But it is my favorite, somewhat easy to get to cheesesteak place in Philly. The other place is called Dale Sandro's. It's out in an area called Roxborough. It's very good. Very good. They put it's super finely minced uh, cheesesteak meat, and they put a ton on there. But it's it's very it's it's far. I and would say you that could take it's a train out there, but it's going to be hard to get to. So yeah. unless you're driving or you have or time, Uber, you could Uber you could. there. But uh, yeah, so Dale Sandro's and John Joe's Pork, my two favorites. But there if, are options closer to kind of center city in the right. neighborhoods that we talked about in the previous podcast. One of those is right on South Street, which used to be and and still is, but it used to be kind of like the place where people went for bars and restaurants and yeah, in like the nineties. And the, yeah, and it, like it early was kind of the cool spot. But it's it's just really eclectic and goofy, yes. which in the nineties I guess was cool, but now. It's not as cool, but it it's still a nice area to go. Still has a lot of restaurants, including this one called Woodrow's on South Street. And we have only been there once. The cheesesteaks were were good. Good. But they also have other options. So if you don't like cheesesteak, they had a fried chicken sandwich, which was amazing. It was very good. So if you're traveling with people who don't care about a cheesesteak, but you want a cheesesteak, I would I would go here. Yeah. Campos is another place that's known for cheesesteaks. Pretty good as well. Uh, that is on Market Street. I think it's second in Market. So again, it kind of it, it's in that old city area. So if you're walking around and, and you're seeing Liberty Bell and, mm-hmm. and Carpenter Hall and all that stuff, Campos is right there now, on Market. Let Easy me see. This is Campos have a place where you can go in and sit. Um, I'm not sure. Not it's not that big. Okay. Because Woodrow's, you can go in and sit. It's right. not big either, but sometimes that's a factor because when I'm traveling, it depends on how I'm feeling. I might actually want to sit yeah. down inside if it's the winter. I forget with Campos. I think you can, but yeah, it's not It's not a big restaurant. Okay. It's more like an order and eat. Because I've never place. been to Campos. But Woodrow's, you can go in and sit down. And then the last spot for cheesesteak is in an indoor market. Yes, and we are going to talk about Reading Terminal Market because it is one of the best eating experiences in Philly, if not the best. So we're going to talk about that in in its own section during this podcast. But Carmen's is inside Reading Terminal. 
It is a huge indoor food market, and it has everything you can imagine from Amish ladies selling baked goods to um, a Cajun place to Italian, Italian place roast pork. to roast pork to, to, to this cheesesteak. Cheese so steak. if you're in Reading Terminal and you're there and you only have a little bit of time, Carmen's is a pretty decent option. I thought it was good. Obama's been there. He gave it two thumbs up. I'm not sure if he actually gave it two thumbs up, but there's a picture of Obama <laughs> eating a cheesesteak at go. Carmen's. So, so it, it's a good it's option. Good. So those are your options for cheesesteaks that we would recommend. Now, before we break it down by neighborhood, I just want to rattle off what we consider the best of the best when it comes to Philly eating, and then we'll go into detail on those in each neighborhood. But I just want, I wanted to have these stick out a bit, babe, because not everyone has as much time to eat at all these places. I mean, you no one has as much time to mention to eat all the places we're going to mention because no. you would have to be there for 30 days. Right. But these are the <laughs> ones 30. that I would make every effort to get to. And you're also, we'll mention some that you might need reservations for. So we start off with John's Roast Pork. We already talked about that and their cheesesteak uh, a little farther down in South Philly, but I, I highly recommend trying to get to it. The next spot has been the number one restaurant in Philly for multiple years. We have eaten there. It's amazing. It, it put Philly culinary on the map. It really did. It's called Zahav. The chef is called Michael Salamanov. He has a bunch of places around Philly now. All of them are very good. Zahav has is just an Israeli restaurant that is very hard to get into. So definitely call and get reservations if you want one really nice night out. It's not that expensive. I You can actually get a tasting menu or, or like a three course thing for like 45 bucks per person. We usually spend about 40 to $50 per person if we go. So it's not cheap, but it's not crazy expensive. Definitely Zahav right at the top of your list for, for a good restaurant. It's a, it's an amazing experience. The food is some of the, one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. It's a beautiful restaurant. It's in Old City. And you can also, if, if you can't get a reservation, it is worth it to try to just walk in. They have seats at the bar. And they are, open at 5 and their happy hour starts at 5. Right. So you can, you know take a chance and see if you can sit at the bar for as a walk-in. It would be worth it if you can't get a reservation because this yes. food is phenomenal. Pro tip. And if you arrive there at five, you should be able to get a seat at the bar. And they have their same menu at the bar as they do like it's in the restaurant. So you can eat a full meal there. You would just be eating at five. They also have happy hour specials. So um, yeah, that's how you, if you can't get a reservation, that's how to backdoor your way in. The new restaurant that is giving Zahav a run for its money and is equally as good. This is up in Fishtown. This is called Soraya. It's a Zahav is an Israeli place. This is a Lebanese place. So very similar. Very type food. similar. Soraya is probably my favorite restaurant in Philadelphia right now because, first of all, the food is absolutely amazing. But second of all, it is a gorgeous space. They did an absolutely phenomenal job designing this space. It has three distinct areas. You walk in and it's actually a cafe. So if you can't get a dinner reservation, you can go there for breakfast or throughout the day for coffee. It's delicious. They have amazing There's pastries. Sandwiches and stuff sandwiches. for lunch. Then you go through the cafe and it's the actual restaurant, which is designed beautifully then you make your way outside they have like a little sitting area and then they have a whole outdoor space which is 
literally like being transported to the Mediterranean. I absolutely love it there. I've put pictures up of it on my Instagram in case you're wondering. It's just stunning. You cannot believe you're in a city. You feel like you're in a awesome house in Morocco or Lebanon and Israel. Like you oh, feel it's like- It's just amazing. I love it so much. So I, this would probably be my number one choice. Yeah, Soraya is going to be equally as hard to get into as- um, Zahav, it's yeah. Think of them as like as Sarai's like Zahav's little brother, even though they're not the same chef, but a similar feel. Very sought after. The new kid on the block, incredible. Um, if you could go to one one night and one the next night, then you're eating well and having a good time. Um, again, think maybe thirty to fifty dollars per person. Depends if you're drinking. It could be a little more, but um, not. It, they're not crazy expensive. They're just a nicer dinner. Uh, another place that's going to be very hard to get into, and it's right next to Soraya. This is a place called Pizzeria Badia. Badia, not to get too much into the history, but I'll get into <laughs> the history. used to have a shop that was you could only come in and order pizza and take it away. And there used to be lines that people would wait for three hours to get this pizza. I've done it myself. Now We he has thought, a- oh, maybe it's overrated. Who is really going to want to no. wait three hours for this pizza? It's incredible. This pizza is something extra special. And Badia closed down his his walk-up shop and opened a brand new restaurant. We have not been to the restaurant yet, but the pizza is the same. And we've had friends go to the restaurant. And it's It's still amazing. basically pizza, there, but there's wine there now, which people and rave about the wine. And there's like a few a salads. S- a few s- other yeah, small that's menu. It. It, it's all revolves around the pizza. And it's also very hard to get a reservation but um, you you know it's it was named by Bon Appetit, and this is what put him on the map as the best pizza in the world, not even in the U.S. in the world in like twenty fifteen or something like that, twenty sixteen. And uh, it, I haven't had all the pizza in the world, but it is incredible. We have had a lot of pizza, though. <laughs> we have had a lot of pizza, and it's very good. So pizza Badia. So those three are, are going to be hard to get into, but worth it to try to. These other three. Are, are not hard to get into. Yeah, you can easily walk up to Middle Child, which is in, in Center, Center City. City-ish, and get the best sandwich ever. Now, it's mostly, is it just breakfast, really? Bre- breakfast, lunch. No, breakfast, they have, they have lunch, too. I mean, I had an awesome turkey sandwich. Okay, that's right. You did. But I, the thing that they are like became popular for is their egg breakfast sandwich. Which I have had, and seriously, is the best breakfast sandwich I've ever had in my life. It is so good. I absolutely love this spot. So that middle child. Yeah, small little place. Little it, they, they designed it to be like a little luncheonette, right? You, yeah. They have a, it's just a counter. You walk in, they might have like 20 seats total. You come on in, just a few different sandwiches. Um, they do a great job, and they're really fun, and they're really nice there. It, it's younger people so running nice. it. So nice. Yeah, they deserve all the accolades that they've started to get. Really neat spot. Now, two more places. One, best of best. This is your favorite. This is your favorite spot overall in Philly, I think. We have been here the most out of all these places. And that is La Colombe, which some of you may have heard of because now La Colombe, it is a coffee shop. It is all over the East Coast, in D.C., in New York. It's even in Chicago now. But it started in Fishtown, and the location in Fishtown is humongous, and they serve food, and it's the only La Colombe that has a full menu. All the other La Colombes just have pastries. This one in Fishtown has, again, some of the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever had. Like before Middle Child, I would say that the La Colombe bacon, egg, and cheese on a baguette was the best. 
They have the best French toast I've ever eaten on their homemade challah bread. Challah, challah. I don't know. The Jewish bread. That's why I don't ever say um, it. <laughs> sorry if I said that wrong. And it, it's just so good. And then their coffee is amazing. So this is my favorite spot to go and grab. Their salads are amazing. Yeah, that the, they do food very, very well. They do coffee very, very well. And the interior of this building Super is hip. Super hipster hip. heaven. <laughs> hipster heaven worth going to just to see. So La Colombe, check it out. Definitely the flagship one on Frankfurt Ave in Fishtown is is the one to go to if you have a chance. And then the last place when we talk about best of best, Reading Terminal Market. We're going to have its own section. This is the huge indoor food market right next to the convention center in Center City in Philadelphia. It is the oldest continuously running indoor food market in the U.S. And we mentioned they have everything from cheesesteaks to a Cajun place. To gourmet cheese stand to, to with grilled cheese. cheese to, it, to Greek place to Amish ladies selling donuts. It is a microcosm. Fourth Street. Fourth Street cookies. It's a microcosm of Philadelphia. This you have to check out. And we're going to get into that when we get into the Reading Terminal Market section itself. So... Now we're going to go by neighborhood as if we couldn't get more detail. Well, we wanted to give best to best. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we'll try to run through these somewhat quickly. So we, if you listen to our first part of our Philly Destination Diary, where we talked about neighborhoods, you're going to understand this a little more. If not, you should go listen to it. But this is going to break it down by neighborhood. And Fishtown is our first neighborhood we're going to. And this has been had a crazy renaissance in 10 in the last 10 years it's gone from being a residential neighborhood as i mentioned to being one of the best places to eat in philly and the two probably most popular new restaurants which we already mentioned soraya and pizzeria badia are both right next to each other in fishtown we already talked about those hard to get into but well worth it but there's plenty of other places if you're staying in fishtown to go and eat a menagerie of different types of foods. Yes. Starting and with dessert. Yeah. Because why not? This shop called Cake Life. It's the best dessert shop in Philly. I mean, it's the best dessert shop in the US, I almost want to say. I mean, okay. I don't know. I haven't been to every dessert shop, but it's so good that Beyonce has her birthday cake made here every year because she's in town for the Made in America, made in America concert. concert and Cake Life makes her cake. Their cake, I don't know. If it's even, good enough for Beyonce, really, it's probably good enough for Epop. Yes, absolutely, right? Because we're on the same level as right. Queen Bee. Yeah. So anyway, I don't even like cake that much. Their cakes are good, but they don't have just cake. They have tarts, they have cookies, they have um the bar, the, the Nanaimo, Nanaimo bar, bar, which is <laughs> which are better than the Nanaimo bars that we had, we had Nanaimo, for in sure. Nanaimo on Vancouver Island. It's an amazing shop. You have to go there. And I mean, just yeah. like just it's, go. It's so good. There's no reason not to go. It's right next to Bottle Bar East, which we could talk about for drinking as well. But Bottle Bar East, craft beer bar destination, lots of stuff on draft, tons of stuff in bottles. But the reason I have it here in food, really good happy hour specials. And, I, you know, they it's like they do half price hamburgers one day and half price tacos another on top of their happy hour specials. So Bottle Bar East is a great spot to just go and get good beer and good pub food. And it's right next to Cake Life. All, and and the, the cool part is that everything is really, really close to each other. Um, on that note of Bottle Bar East, if we're going to talk about pubs, one of your favorites and like a neighborhood standby, one of the first things in to really pop off in the Fishtown 
neighborhood area is Memphis Taproom. Memphis Taproom is so delicious. Their food is amazing. Their wings are some of my favorite wings I've ever had. Everything they have on their menu is just cooked really well and done really well. And they have a lot of craft beer. So before now, Philly has a ton of breweries. And, and, and they're getting better. And they are getting a it lot better. It used to be like a beer desert in Philly. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for people who are beer nerds right. like us. But, and Memphis Tap was one of the only oasises in the city. Right, because you could get some pretty obscure, really good craft beer on their tap. It's still amazing. And they still have good beer on the tap. But there are a lot of other new breweries that are super cool. But Memphis Tap Room is definitely a great spot to hit up if you want amazing pub food and good beer. It's like a corner bar done very, very, very well because that's what it is. It is actually a corner bar. So Memphis Taproom, a little deeper into the Fishtown neighborhood. Near Memphis Taproom is a place called Loco Pez, which is a neighborhood taqueria. Great happy hour specials. Again, I, I forget. It's like $4 margaritas, $4 nachos. And once a week, they no, do- No, it's not once a week. Yes. It's, is it? Dollar taco oh, nights. okay. I thought it was less it's, than that. It used to be once a week, okay. unless they've changed. You have to follow them on Instagram. They have three locations now. The original one is in Fishtown, and they do dollar taco nights. You know, they're small tacos. Normally, they'd be two, two fifty, but it's great to go and crush like five, six, seven tacos. <laughs> or three Seven's or a lot. three, maybe three or four. But I mean, when they're that cheap, and you get like a $4 margarita, get some nachos. So Locopez is a really cool neighborhood institution when it comes to Fishtown for sure. I'm just going to throw this out there that it's almost noon and I've only eaten a banana and I want to go to all these places right now. I'm so hungry. Well, there's (laughs) another banana in the kitchen if you have to stop and you have to get your, your not protein, but potassium. potassium. Get your potassium in, get another banana. Also in Fishtown, um, Good Spoon Supery, right under the L, right under the train station. Again, right around all these other places. Cool. We've eaten there twice, just it's better than I thought. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think a s- restaurant based solely on soup could be that delicious, but they just do soup really, really well. And they have, didn't they have They sandwiches. have a couple sandwiches couple. too. Yeah, it's a very couple. small menu, but it, what they do, they do very well. So if it, especially if it's cold or if it's rainy, I, I would highly recommend popping in there. It's a small little spot. Could probably fit maybe twenty people at one time, but you. Oh, if I mean, if, if you're that. sitting, if three people are sitting on each other's laps, okay, maybe it's small, smaller than that. But anyway, it's a great spot to just pop in and grab lunch. Yeah, great, great for a lunch if you're out walking around for sure. Now, three places that we want to mention in Fishtown that are good for more of a dinner vibe. Actually, I think they're all only open for dinner. Helm is a really cool farm to table place in. Well, it's technically in Old Kensington, which is a neighborhood next to Fishtown. But we've gone there with friends. Cool spot. Uh, seasonal menu, so it's constantly changing. It has a chalkboard. So it is that it's chef-driven, farm-to-table, um, as we said, seasonal. So a great spot to go and just order and you know whatever piques your fancy on their menu. We went with a group of six people. It just was a really fun experience, and, I, and it's a BYO. So... Philadelphia has a lot of BYOs because there are weird liquor laws, which help us. BYO means bring your own. So you bring your own wine, you bring your own beer, which helps cut down on the cost. Helm was great. I think it's, you know, like $20, $25 for, for a dinner entree. You know, get that and an appetizer. You're going to be good. Just 
done really well. Yeah. It it was a really fun experience. Small spot as small spot also. Probably mm-hmm. like 30, 40 people might want to call for reservations at helm, especially if you're gonna go on the weekend. Right. Then another spot that's on a lot of people's radar, it's very hip. It's called William Mulheron's, and it's a beautiful restaurant. I like it. Trav eh. is like it's overrated. overrated. They do, but it's it's with Soraya the the hip the hip new restaurant in Philly, and especially last year it was. So I I don't know. I just think it was overrated, but maybe my expectations were very maybe high. they were. It is a little. It's fancy, and some of their their plates are very small. Yes. Okay, so you can't just really get one thing, unless you get the pizza. The pizza is delicious, and it's very filling, and it's the brick oven wood-fired pizza. But their actual entrees are almost like small plates, and so I think that you were like, oh, it's a little bit overpriced, and everybody said that the cocktails were so good, and you were like so-so on it. I still think it's really good. I would recommend it, but... You know, we said that those other restaurants were the best of the best. So, yeah, it, I would go to Soraya and Zahav before I would go to, sure. to Mulherin's and Badia before I would go to Mulherin's. But it's still a good spot. Mulherin's is a cool experience and they've done a fantastic job with this old factory. They actually have a four room hotel above it. So cool ambiance. I just thought it was a bit overrated, but I get it why some people might like it. I think if it hadn't been, oh, this is the best restaurant in Philly, this is the hottest new restaurant, that maybe I would have just said, oh yeah, this is pretty good. But because the expectations are, I was like, eh, overrated. Well, the pizza is delicious if you want eh, brick oven it's pizza. Okay. Ah, There's like better it. places. I like it. Which we're going to tell you about, and we have told you about, Badia. Um, Hiroki is brand new sushi place in Fishtown. We're mentioning it not because we've been, because it it just opened, but this has gotten some crazy good pub, and it's the chef, one of the chefs from Morimoto, which is super famous uh, sushi place. Expensive, hundred and thirty five dollars for a twenty course omakase tasting, or one hundred ninety five with uh, with sake, like pairings. Very expensive. But if you like sushi, from what I've been told, this is the place to go in Philly. It's, date night? We could do a date night. That's <laughs> going to be an expensive date night. Yeah. But uh, this is supposed to be the place to go. And um, again, ambiance, like hard to get into, small. So if you like sushi and you're coming to Philly and you've got some extra cash burning a hole in your pocket, hit up Hiroki. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Again, we can't speak from experience. Usually it's the only place we've experienced. But everyone I talk to, says how cool this spot is. So uh, yeah, I guess in name research, we got to go. Yeah. But so that's, that's Fishtown. There is a lot to eat in Fishtown. We're going to head south a little bit from Fishtown and go to Old City. And Old City is where most of the tourist, you know, stuff is. Independence Hall, historic stuff. There are a few really, really good restaurants. If you're staying here, we would recommend starting with Zahav, which we talked to about at the top of the show. Best restaurant in Old City, for sure. Maybe the best restaurant in Philly. Yes. Try to get a reservation or try to walk in, sit at the bar. Next, you know, we're going to go to some good happy hour spots. You know, so we just talked about getting sushi for $200. Well, now we're talking about getting tacos for like four bucks. Um, Luca Cartel, we have been there for happy hour. It's really good Mexican food. And this was a bit of a hidden gem because we hadn't heard anyone talk about it. We just were walking around and we thought, oh, they have a good happy hour special. Let's go in. It's not that well-known in Philly. You know, it won't show up on the best restaurant list. We thought their happy hour was awesome. And if you're walking around 
um, you know, Independence Hall and, and all that kind of stuff, and you're in this area and you want to pop in for a happy hour, yeah, good deals on margaritas, good deals on nachos. Good guacamole. Good guacamole. So, yeah, Lucha or Luca Cartel for happy hour. Right near that is a place that is somewhat well-known called the Continental. It's, it's Steven Starr, who's one of the most famous restaurateurs in Philly. It's his version of a upscale diner. But they do a, also a really good happy hour. Yeah, we've been there. They have really cool, interesting cocktails. They have some nice light snacks on happy hour. And I feel like their regular menu is pretty good too if you're not there for happy hour. But it's definitely a great spot to pop in, get a cocktail, get a few snacks, move and, on. And unique because it's supposed to be what, like a 50s diner? Yeah, 70s so the decor diner, inside right? is really cool. It's just a nice, fun spot to go to. It, it stands out when you're in Old City because everything is old and historic. And here you have this guy putting in what what is a throwback diner, but not a throw throwback just to like yeah. you know, the 50s. Um, last place we should mention Old City, High Street on Market. It's a cafe by day. And, you know, normally priced cafe, maybe a little more expensive uh, when it comes to your sandwiches, but still affordable. And then upscale eatery by night. Yeah. And so this does show up on a lot of best restaurants in Philly. It's list. so good. We haven't had their dinner menu, but we've gone for like breakfast, lunch type food. And their turkey sandwich, their baked goods, it's it's so delicious. Their bread is really incredible. So any type of sandwich you get is going to be delicious. Yeah. So High Street on Market. And it's right on Market Street, as the name says. Also, we should mention, too, uh, we're kind of getting into Center City. This is like in between, I guess it's technically in Old City. It's in between Old City and Center City. There's a place called The Bourse, B-O-U-R-S-E. It used to be, it is this huge, huge building. It used to be like an exchange, like a commodities commodities exchange back in the day. And it sat vacant for a long time, which was a shame because it was an amazing building. Now it has a awesome food court in it. Yeah. So they're constantly opening new places because it's, I think it's new within the last year, but it's got a distillery. Actually, the distillery from our hometown, Phoenixville, uh, has a spot in the Bourse. So like it's got distilleries, it's, it's, it's a food court. So it is, you know, you sit inside, you can pick and pop to all these different places. So you definitely would want to check that out if you're with a group and you just want to try a bunch of different things. Go to the food court at the Bourse. I, 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 I think that's just what it's called, the food court yeah, at the Bourse. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it, yeah, it's right in between Center City and Old City. So you could easily get there if you're walking around Philadelphia. So highly, highly recommend checking that out for sure. Speaking of Center City, there are a ton of good places to eat in Center City. We don't spend a, a lot of time there because you know our properties are in some of these other neighborhoods. But- I have to give a shout out, and I almost forgot to put it on the list, and then you reminded me of it. One of my favorite places in all of Philly, and it almost made my best to best list. If I go back and it's as good, Hath, it would make my best to best list. Canela's Grill. It's just a great Greek place. It is. And I mean, I you can maybe tell that we really like Mediterranean food, but Philly has a lot of good Mediterranean restaurants in it. And we went for Trav's birthday last year to Canela's Grill, and was is it a BYO? I think. Yes. I, yeah. Because you went and got beer. Yeah, yeah. It's a BYO. Yeah, it is. So that's another cool thing. You know, if you don't have BYOBs in your area, your state, Philly has some really cool ones. And Canela's is a great little spot. The food was delicious. It's not too expensive. No, it, it's a moderately, it's a, no, 
I don't want to say it's bare bones, but it 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 kind of comes off there like it's not it's not upscale or pretentious at all. But the food is as good as upscale pretentious Greek places. That's what I like about it. Yeah, it you just know? feels like you're kind of in somebody's home and they're cooking you. Yeah, food. it's very homey. It's yeah. a very homey it's, feel. It's great. I would definitely recommend so, it. So Canel is one of my favorite places in Philly for sure. There's another Mediterranean place I've been to once that had a great lunch special. This is brand new. as It's actually new within the last couple months. A place called Spice Finch. So if you're deep in Center City, uh, Spice Finch is a great spot to go for lunch. I think they had some sort of like lunch deals like 15 or $17 for you know a dip which, you know, you could have hummus or tahini or whatever, plus something on their uh, sandwich menu. Um, yeah, it was Jimmy, my realtor, and I went together after looking at houses, which was great. We treated ourselves a bit. And we were both blown away by everything on their menu that we tried. So Spice Finch is a good option as well. And then a little different half in Center City, not Mediterranean. Shocker. No, it's Indian. And it's called Indie Blue. They have... Amazing Indian food if you just want, you know, a traditional curry or whatever. But it's also like a fusion place. And so for happy hour, they do great cocktails. One of my favorite cocktails is like a gin. I forget what they call it. but Like it's, a gimlet or something? I'm not sure, but they use like rose syrup. And it's really, really delicious. It's one of my faves. And they just have really interesting Asian fusion items on their menu small plates yeah basically. small plates for their happy hour you know like they do like a little indian pizza and some fried cauliflower all all sorts of different really delicious things and it's pretty cheap for happy hour yeah so i five i think it's five or six dollar cocktails and then three to seven dollars small plates so again go and it's a, it's a cool little spot right there in Sunny City if you want something a little different. Moving down to South Philly and the places that you can eat in South Philly. We talked about Pash Young Square as a neighborhood in part one. Um, there are a lot of places we have not eaten in South Philly because we just don't spend as much time down there. But the it, restaurants galore down there. Three of my favorite personally. And again, if you look up best restaurants in Philly, you're going to get a lot of other options as well. But these are ones that we have eaten at. For me, Franco Luigi's is a great place, kind of just this standard Philadelphia Italian pizza place right there on the corner, right there in South Philly, which is an Italian hotbed. So Franco Luigi's great for pizza slices. Um, Yeah, just pop in. I, I got a slice or two there one time, not really expecting that much. And then I, I just thought, whoa, this is a good slice pie. So I like Franco Luigi's. You were, you've been once. Yeah, you said it was good. okay. I think I liked it a little more, more than you. I think I liked all three of these places I'm going to mention in South Philly a little more than you. So <laughs> this you is can, your list. Travel love South Philly. So you can pop in with any, any thoughts on these, but I'll give you my three in South Philly. Franco Luigi's La Mula Terca is very deep, deep South Philly. I've actually never been here. You went on your own one night on a yep. little I, yeah, I just, solo I was in excursion. the city by myself. I'm like, I'm going to go to a place that, that I've never been. Uh, I, someone had told me about this place. Again, a hidden gem because it doesn't show up on a lot of lists. It's pretty new, but it's a Latin fusion place. So I went and I got an awesome Argentinian strip steak. I got the best shrimp ceviche that I've ever had in Philly, which there aren't that many places doing it. So I was actually surprised at how good it was. Yeah, the strip steak, the Argentinian strip steak was 18 bucks. The ceviche was 10 bucks. 
So for like 30 bucks, I was crazy full and it was all really good, really nice people. I, I would love to take it. I just think it's it's definitely a hidden gem in Philly if you want some Latin fusion um, type food. So La Mula Terca. I loved it. Yeah. And then we're going to another part of the world. Yes. Indonesia. And in, an Indonesian restaurant. This place feels like you are in Indonesia. It's the closest you can get to being in Indonesia in Philly for sure. Now, obviously, it's not. You know, you're not on the beach or anything like that, but you walk into this place and it's called Hardina and it is a very cheap, no frills Indonesian food joint where they just have a big case of food and you basically just say, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. They put it on a plate, they give it to you and it's probably going to be under 10, 12 bucks. That's exactly what it's like in Indonesia. Yeah, it's very authentic. I was very newly pregnant when we went here. So the The smells and all were getting to you. They were a little bit, but. I do love Indonesian food generally, and this tasted just like, you know, walking up to a, a warung. warung in Bali and just grabbing like delicious satay Everything. and yeah. the, just all of the, yeah, it was very good. It was very good. Yeah, you get a huge plate of food for 10 bucks and it's all different types of stuff. Uh, they have meats, they have a lot of veggies. So if you're vegetarian, this is a good place. They have great satay. Yeah, yeah, I, it is an experience like none other in Philly because it's, just no frills and uh it's become pretty famous which is cool but you know you don't need a reservation or anything you just rock up i mean all the food's right there you get a plate you sit down you eat and you leave so um yeah Ardina. it's very no frills it's not you know beautiful ambiance or anything like that but it is delicious food it is so hardina now a place that we mentioned all throughout this show and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about because it, it's probably the best eating experience in philly if you want to sample a bunch of different things and it is a philly institution right and this is the last spot on our list so if you've been listening for all 40 minutes the end is in sight and hopefully you've enjoyed all of these spots but we have to give a little love to Reading Terminal Market because it is the oldest indoor market in the U.S. It's very cool. It, it's just an experience, and you should definitely check it out if you're coming to Philly. Really easy to get to from anywhere in Philly because it's right by some of the train stations. It's right next to, kind of under attached to the convention center. So... There's no reason you shouldn't hit Reading Terminal Market. We we said it's a microcosm of Philly because you can get anything you want. So some of our favorites when you go into Re- I think there are about 200 vendors in Reading Terminal Market. So there's a lot. Um, some of our favorites. We'll just give you some of the highlights. Bassett's Ice Cream. Trivia fact. And I love telling everyone this. And now <laughs> you know. This is the only original vendor left from when Reading Terminal first opened. I can't remember the date, but I'm thinking it's like the 1860s. So Bassett's Ice Cream is the oldest ice cream shop in America, and it's the only stand that has been there for the last 100 and whatever it is, 60 years. So Bassett's Ice Cream, and they have pretty good ice cream. Yeah, so. it's pretty decent. The next is my favorite place in Reading Terminal. It's called Byler's Donuts. It's made from... It's made by the Amish people, these donuts. So, America, not America, sorry, Pennsylvania has a very high population of Amish people, and they're just known for amazing pastries and breads and also woodworking, but we're talking about food here. So, if you want some of the best donuts I've ever eaten, go to Byler's, get 
like a dozen different ones and eat them throughout the day or throughout your entire stay. But they're best fresh. So like the first day you you order them. Yeah, the Amish come in from Lancaster County. And uh, we should mention that Sunday and Monday, there are, I think they're closed. Uh, definitely on Sunday, all the Amish um, food stands are closed for sure. But I think Sunday and Monday usually are closed, so you won't be able to get it then. So if you're coming for the weekend, you got to get it on Saturday if you want to go to Byler's Donuts. A place that is also famous in Reading Terminal is Denick's Roast Pork. We talked about roast pork being hot in Philly, like it's it's big in Philly. Denick's won an award by Adam Richman from Man vs. Food fame. I don't know, Travel Channel, I think, whatever it was. You all know Man vs. Food. He went and did the best sandwiches in America, and this is the one he picked. So Denick's Roast Pork, if you're in Reading Terminal, you want a roast pork sandwich, get this. Be aware that the broccoli rob is very garlicky. It'll probably give you indigestion. It'll taste very good uh, as you're eating it, but it could give you indigestion. So you might want to split a Denix roast pork sandwich. I mean, I I don't like it, but I don't like roast pork. So if you do, you right. should try. You just need a third kid, so you get that pork. Right. <laughs> Another good sandwich spot if you like corned beef, Herschel's. And no. this was your dad's favorite. The, yeah, my dad loved this. <laughs> he, like just, these, he always just wanted to eat here when we went there. These big deli sandwiches of the corned beef, which, you know, is really also famous in New York City, but this is Philadelphia's version. It's pretty good. I mean, it's very good if you like corned beef, but yeah, it's a good spot. It's always busy at this this stand. Yeah, and, it's just an awesome deli stand um, famous for corned beef. Sandwich that I think is my favorite sandwich in Reading Terminal Market and certainly the most unique. This comes from Beck's Cajun Cafe. So this is, they have all types of Cajun food there. Specifically, I think they also do beignets. So if you're hankering, if you're in Philly, but Ooh, for some I've never reason- I've had a beignet there. I think they do beignets. But for some reason, you're hankering for, for some uh, Cajun, you know, you want that New Orleans feel. They do something called a train wreck po'boy. Inside the train wreck po'boy is andouille sausage- Steak, salami, cheese, and onion. It is a bomb, but it's very, very, very good. So again, you know, you're going to want to share this sandwich if you try to eat the whole thing like Heather's brother did last week when I told him to go and get it. He said, yeah, it was awesome. Now I feel exactly like the sandwich, like the name, (laughs) I feel like a train wreck. So it's a lot. It's a lot of food. (laughs) The train wreck po' boy at Beck's Cajun Cafe. Last thing we should mention, Reading Terminal Market. Philly is also very famous for soft pretzels. Yes, they are. Miller's Twist soft pretzels is a little bit different than your typical Philly soft pretzel. If anyone has ever been to Auntie Anne's, which is all around the world, Miller's is very is a similar soft pretzel. To that it's like a buttery, nice, hot soft pretzel. Um, it yeah. If you had Auntie Anne's, this is like Auntie Anne's. Uh, they're both they both started in Lancaster County, and. Uh, Miller soft twist soft pretzels. It's definitely worth trying out um, because in my mind, yeah, it's just like a local version of Annie Ants. And because we are ending the food version of this podcast. Part two, I, the food. Part two, the food. I do want to throw out that you should get a soft pretzel anywhere in Philadelphia. They're all very good. There is Philly Soft Pretzel Company, which you can find. Well, soft Pretzel Factory. Factory. Sorry. Soft Pretzel Factory. That's just like a chain of Philly soft pretzels. They're all so delicious. And another spot that is local to Philadelphia is Wawa. And I think that we just have to throw it out there. 
Wawa is super famous here for their hoagies. Yes, yes. we call them hoagies. It's like a, a Subway sandwich, yeah, but a million times better. Don't call them a sub or a zep. They're called hoagies. It's a hoagie. There is a new Wawa in Center City that's like a fancy Wawa. Because this is just like a, a gas station convenience store that's around the Philadelphia with, area. With made-to-order food. With made-to-order food. But they opened one in Center City, Center City, Philadelphia, and I, I we have to talk about it. It's right next to Independence Hall. Yes, it is the biggest Wawa in the in the world, and it is a flagship store for them. And it's gorgeous it's inside. Beautiful. Get a hoagie there. Yeah, a hoagie. It's not fancy. Their hoagies are you know five to seven dollars depending on the size. You can order it late night if you go out drinking. Then go to Wawa, get a hoagie. It's probably open 24 hours. I can't remember. I think that one's open 24 hours. But most of them are. So anyway, Wawa. Wawa. I had to to throw it in I didn't even think about Wawa. Yes. And if you think it's weird that we're saying the word Wawa, I mean, that's just the name of it. It comes from Wawa, Pennsylvania. And if you've been on the East Coast at all, you've probably seen these up and down the East Coast. They're so popular that there are some now in Florida because transplants from our area uh, go down to Florida and they miss their Wawa. So now Wawa is open down in Florida. So check it out. Um, also check out the rest of our Philly destination diary. This was part two. This is going to be the longest one for sure. The best places to eat because come on, let's be honest. That's our favorite thing to do. We also have part three best breakfast, brunch and coffee spots coming up. Kind of, We know that's also eating, but it's its own one. Part four, best places to drink, and part five, best activities in Philly. All those are coming out as well. And if you didn't listen to part one, where we talked about Philly neighborhoods and where to stay, you can do that as well. You can find that wherever all of our podcast, wherever you listen to this one, you can find that. So we have five part Philly destination diary. Yeah, and it's series. a good thing we split this up. It's a good thing we split this up. This one up. is almost an hour. But hey, if you want to eat well in Philadelphia, You'll be grateful for this podcast. You will. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for support as always. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris Pennsylvania Hospital, which was founded in 1751 and is the nation's very first hospital, was started by none other than Philadelphia's favorite son. No, not Rocky. Benjamin Franklin.